0: I thought, I thought Arden swelling put it appropriately in the broadcast tonight about the type of game we saw here if you are John Schneider and Pete Walker that was like a low you might as well have taken the night off that was like a low maintenance low stress night uh for for those two men for this team in in, in general Jose Barrios, terrific uh through the hardest pitch he's thrown as a blue jay Danny Jansen a couple of home runs and uh seven nothing the Jays well, they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're beating a team that's really awful. I can't put it any other way. The White Sox are not playing a good brand of baseball right now.
1: Absolutely. Well, again, this gets back to
0: Jose Barrios has made a lot of mechanical changes, which is big for him,
1: right? It's very simple. It's repeatable. Uh, he's got the, the little front hip closed thing where he starts. Uh, it just sort of sets the tone of when he goes down the little slope that it's off the rubber. Everything's sort of in line, right? Uh, Joe Siddle was talking about that glove thing. Whenever that's on point and it's headed in the right direction towards the target where he wants the ball to end up, the finish is better, uh, you know, and he's throwing with a ton of confidence. You mentioned it. When he's mechanically sound like that, he's not thinking about that, and that's not something he has to worry about. Now he can worry about locating pitches and, you know, Danny Jansen, man, I I don't know what's gotten into Danny Jansen behind the plate. He's – Totally 180 from he was last year, right? It's it's he can he can adjust on the fly, which is a big deal for a catcher, right? You're seeing a guy that occasionally, if he doesn't throw a certain pitch where he wants it to go, he's got a game plan right away to get him back to throwing quality pitch after quality pitch. I mean, it's elite stuff, right? This is sort of what we expected coming into the season. That rotation's going to take them as far as they're going to go, and right now, man, you can't argue that. Just they're feeding off of each other. If you can get this from the back end of your rotation, just expect how deep in the season they can go with the rotation the way it looks right now.
0: 416-870-0590, star 591 AAA, The Blue Jays have taken the first two games of this three-game series. A reminder that the first pitch tomorrow is at 107 on Sportsnet 590. The fan and on Sportsnet, the Jays will have Thursday off, and then they welcome Teoscar Hernandez and the Seattle Mariners into town for a three-game series. Kevin, I, wa- I wanted to ask you about Danny Jansen. Now, he tends to hit home runs in bunches. Um, this was his fifth career multi-home run game. five, I believe five for his last nine with three home runs and a double. He had 15 home runs last year. Nine of those were hit back-to-back in, in back-to-back games. Uh, and he did have one run where he hit four home runs in six games from May twenty May twenty fourth to June first. Can you hit fifteen home runs and still be a streaky hitter? Like I think of streaky hitters, and I think of guys who are going to hit twenty five, thirty. Can you can you hit fifteen home runs and still be a streaky hitter?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think Danny Jansen is coming into his own, right? He he sort of knows who he is mechanically, he knows what he's trying to do. He's eliminated half the field. Now he, against a tough pitcher, he's not afraid to shorten up a little bit and think, you know, it's okay for me to punch that ball to right field. We saw that a little bit tonight. He's got a long stride, Jeff. When you have a long stride like he does, you got to be real good about the rotation of your back foot. He's gotten a lot better at that. Uh, he's not one of those guys that are starting or leading with the back elbow – you have to be good with your top hand. That's almost like your hammer, right? You've got to catch balls out front. He's got to be good with that. You're not swinging with your shoulders because he's a two-hand finish guy. You're swinging with your hands. So your top hand very important. Your back foot rotation is really, really important because he has a really long stride. He has enough bat speed. He has a lot of power. I mean, we see in him hitting home runs to center field. Not a lot of people can do that, right? He is Again, this is a whether he's a streaky hitter or he's just bought into if I can catch the way I've been catching, if I can hit 15 to 20, I can make a pretty good career out of this. And give the Blue Jays as an organization credit, they gave him an opportunity to figure some things out, right? We saw go through the Ryu thing where it was all about game planning and trying to catch a guy with 25 pitches and not worrying about his hitting. Nice mesh the two together. And now he is a really good. I wanna say everyday catcher. Like you'd be okay him catching four or five days a week. And that that's a that's a tribute to what he's doing offensively and he can give you something. He can change the game by the way he can hit the home run to the pull side and
0: up the middle and
1: he's turned himself into a threat, which is a credit to himself for sure. I
0: wanna I wanna bring it back a little bit to uh to tonight's starter to Jose Barrios because it, it's you know, I, I said that I wanted to wait until the end of this week before I decided if I was really all in and whether I was buying what the Jays rotation is selling and we'll ask You're all those that at four one six eight seven zero. I don't know. Four one six eight seven zero. Yes I am. Zero five ninety star five nine one triple eight triple six zero five nine. I won't tell you who the only person in the city was who didn't want to bury Jose Barrios, by the way. But uh, we'll we'll just leave that for the time. Well, it's true, Barker. It's true. It was worthy. You were, you were, he he needed to be buried. For, he was for, for really, for really bad. his only defender.
1: Well, he was really, really bad.
0: Yeah, he was. He, he, was earned, he
1: earned the criticism. Okay?
0: Uh, I want to bring it back to him, though. A lot of balance in his game tonight in terms of the pitches he used. Uh, 16 whiffs. Again, he hit he hit uh, 97, his heart, the hardest-fit pitch he's thrown as a Blue Jay. Second-last battery faced. miles an hour. That's called 96 miles an hour in his 99th pitch of the game. Um, I mean, he was just – he was feeling it tonight.
1: He's been feeling it the last couple of starts, right? Again, it gets back to that mechanical thing. He's not thinking about that. His direction is good. You know, he lifts his leg, he throws it, right? It's uh, the re- real good the way the catchers are setting up. Every time they catch him, it's the misses have been a lot better. We talked about that. We talked mm-hmm. to Pete Walker. We talked to John Snyder about those misses. You can't miss down the middle of the big leagues, no matter how hard you're throwing. How, no matter how much it's moving, he's made adjustments, right, all about where the catcher's setting up, right? If it's you're going to miss, make sure you're missing off the plate. It's I'm aiming at his right knee, so, if I hit the glove, it's on the corner. If I miss, it's off the plate. That's sort of called pitching. And now, all of a sudden, you had an attitude. You've got an attitude, Jeff. Like, when's the last time you seen him fired up, yelling in his glove, yelling and screaming at the other team? Not looking at him yelling and screaming, but he's fired up. That's a big deal, and I think he's messed the two together with the mechanics. Uh, he's a so weapon. You're buying.
0: you're buying what they're selling right now. You're a how buyer. Can you not,
1: how can you not?
0: How can you not buy it? They're logging innings. The things that we did not see them do last year, they're logging innings. Uh, you know, I point back to that game in Houston even. Kevin Gossman, I mean, just getting lit up in that inning, still managing to give John Schneider and Pete Walker in the bullpen a break by battling through that. I, I mean, I just can't. We started the year talking about the number, talking about teams that made the playoffs last year and how they had one thing in common, and that was their starting pitchers logged a lot of innings. 900 innings. Their bullpen did not log a lot of innings, or not as many as other teams. And the Jays right now are among the lead leader, league leaders, the major league leaders, in innings out of their starting pitching. Now, I'm not going to say that there won't be a hiccup or anything, but, you know, they've already had a hiccup, too. Like, this is the other thing. You, you mm-hmm. look at what this rotation has gone through, and it's it's not like it's been smooth sailing right out of the gate. Alec Manoa was struggling. Jose Brios had some issues. We talked about Gossman that one inning. Um, it, it it's not like they just rolled out of bed in opening day and everything was fine. And yet here we are, and it looks very much like it looks very much like things have fallen in place.
1: Yeah, a couple of things. I think it's if you're going to struggle, it's probably better to struggle at the beginning of the season. You got a little time to make up for it, right? You got some games and some starts that you can go out and be a little bit better and help your team win and also i think they're dominating bad teams like really good teams that's what they do they they feed off of bad teams you got a bad lineup you go out there and dominate them you don't beat them you dominate them and that's what we're sort of starting to see with this rotation is they're hungry it's like shark in a water right they smell it they go after it and they're dominating them you got to give
0: them credit for it let's go to dean in toronto you want to talk about danny jansen's big night oh buddy
1: thank you uh yeah, boys, uh, Blair Barker, it's good to hear you guys. Uh, honestly, I heard you guys uh, this afternoon on your show, and you were talking how you got a compelling uh, uh, call. I, I got a sore throat, sorry, from last night from the Leafs game, you know, but <laughs> but I follow my Jays uh, every day as well. Anyway, um, there was a question about um, Danny Jansen's uh, contract, and, uh, and the boy comes uh, through. <coughs> Our guy comes through big on uh, two big hits. But you know what he also does? I find, and I'll leave you guys with this, that, uh, you know, he really calls a sound game and guys like pitching around him. And I just wanted to hear your thoughts about that. And uh, it's just funny how it came from uh, this afternoon about his contract and uh, his future, which is not coming up yet, but uh, in the future. And uh, he's just a solid dude. And uh, cheers, boys.
0: Appreciate the call. Yeah, listen. I mean, I talked to him about an about an extension. I understand there are other issues facing this team, but you got the core of this team locked up through that window. You might as well lock up Danny Jansen too. It's not sure. going to cost you a ton of money. No. Nope. Um. You know, I. It, it it it's funny when 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 you look at the amount of faith this organization has shown in him, and in particular John Schneider has shown in has shown in Danny Jansen it almost makes me think that at some point you have to have that discussion with him, you know, because you do have some catching in the minor league system in the minor league system, but it's not like Gabriel Moreno's here anymore. There's no obvious guy who's going to be your starting catcher for the next couple of years. Maybe it's Alejandro Kirk. I'd rather frankly keep Kirky out from behind the plate and use, use him as a DH and let his offense, you know, dictate things. I would think it would make sense to, to sit down and talk to Danny about a deal. Because one thing about Danny Jansen, again, first of all, it's not going to cost you a ton of money. And secondly, I don't think his game's going to deteriorate to the point where he hit three years down the road or four years down the road won't be at least a serviceable defensive catcher.
1: Yeah, yeah well, we don't. It's
0: not like there's a big it's not like there's it's not like there's a whole bunch of offense there that's going to suddenly fall off the cliff.
1: Yeah, and I don't think he's one of those guys. If you pay him, he's just not
0: going to go out there and give his best and be the best Danny
1: jansen that you can possibly be right it's not going to cost you a ton of money i don't know what the number would be but i would assume you know three years at 18 that doesn't sound like a bad number that's a nice little round number keep him happy make Take him feel wanted that. that's what it's probably that. i mean I, I bet i'm close i mean it might be i might be three or four million off but i'm not too far off and that's not a big that's not a big number right it's it's make you happy and make you go out there and, and want to put the fingers down push the right buttons
0: Four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety seven nothing. The Jays shut out the White Sox. The Jays are now, since April fourth, uh, this is kind of an interesting number. Since April fourth, the Jays are fourteen and six. Tampa Bay is sixteen and four. Pittsburgh's fourteen and six. Baltimore's thirteen and six. Hands up if you had Pittsburgh and Baltimore's two of the four hottest teams in the majors. Put your hand down, Barker. Since April. Uh, since April fourth the Jays have won fourteen of their last fourteen of their last twenty games. John Schneider was asked following the game about Jose Barrios and about the confidence that Jose Barrios is showing this year.
2: Velo was there, game plan I thought he executed great and change up both righties and lefties. Uh, you got your sinker working like that in on righties and you double it up with a change up. It's really tough. Um, breaking ball was good. Um, almost stole a couple 0-0 to some lefties, too. They were close. Um, he's a confident dude right now, and he's he's just executing. We've talked to you after a lot of starts that were not like this. Uh, what made you so confident that you would see these days again? I think, for one, stuff. Track record, he's been doing it for a long time. I think the work that he put in in the off season really put him in a, in a good – you know, state of mind coming into attack spring training and, um, you know, confident with some of the adjustments he made. So it's only a matter of time when you're that good. It's only a matter of time till you get back on track. It's John Schneider,
0: manager of the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays, seven, nothing winners over the Chicago White Sox. 107 first pitch tomorrow as the Jays will look to sweep the series. And, uh, put them in fine form to enjoy Thursday's off day before the Seattle Mariners come into town. Let's take a break, come back, take a look at the standings and go back to the phone lines. 416 870 star 591 590 This is a winning edition of Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, The Fan
2: kind of typical, you know, kind of what we saw back half of last year. Um, really competitive at-bats. I thought it started uh, really before we hit the road. You know, had a couple hits here, um, but really finding the barrel now. I think he's kind of slowed down a little bit at the plate. Uh, he can do damage. You know, it's it's uh, kind of comes in bunches with him, but his at-bats have been pretty consistent for a while, and, you know, starting to see the results. That is Blue Jays
0: manager. John Schneider talking
2: about a uh, player who is very
0: dear to his heart. Danny Jansen, the Blue Jays catcher. A couple of home runs tonight as uh, the Jays put the boots to the Chicago White Sox. 7 to nothing at the Rogers Center. Um, it's time now for the Major League Standings Watch presented by Bet365. With Bet365, you can make a bet... I'm sorry. With with bets three six five, you can watch thousands of live games. Build your own bet, and you can even make a bet while the game's still being played. And that's what happens when you try to write down Let the score at the same time. Well, it already has beaten me. So there you go. 19 plus play responsibly. Ontario only. Mr. Barker. Uh, quite a night in the. I was actually I was going to throw a curveball at folks here, and I was going to give the uh, the uh, National League Central standings because I'm on board the Pirate Express now. Pirates lost, eight, seven. The Pirates lost 8-7. Pirates lost 8-7 to the Dodgers, so screw the uh, National League Central. We'll <laughs> stick with the AL East. We'll stick with the AL East where the Houston Astros, my Astros beat the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm. So much for Tampa. The wheels are starting to fall off that particular bandwagon right now. Uh, Baltimore is 15-7. and seven. Um, That does not look right because I think these standings are a little dated here. Well, anyhow, let's go with it. Uh, the Blue Jays, we mentioned, are uh, 14-9, and um, they uh, obviously beat uh, Chicago tonight. Uh, the Red Sox took care of the Orioles 8-6, to and the Minnesota Twins did everybody a favor by beating the New York Yankees, or I should say they're leading the New York Yankees 6-2. to So uh, there you go, the uh, Rays. The Orioles, the Jays, the Yankees, Boston—everybody is going to be above 500 in this division again by the end of tonight, which is something, to say the least. And uh, just what 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 game were we playing today, Kevin? The Chicago White Sox are seven and 16. They're six out. If they were in this division, they'd be 14 back. Wow, 13 back. So there you go. 13 course,
1: 14. What's the difference?
0: Yeah, of course, Minnesota was in this division. Minnesota's leading the AL Central. They'd be tied with the Yankees for fourth. But there you go. Uh, Those are the standings. And, uh, again, the Blue Jays 7-0 winners tonight over the Chicago White Sox. Let's go to John in Niagara Falls. He wants to talk about Nate Pearson. We've not talked about Nate Pearson yet. Promoted yesterday. Made his first appearance today. Pitched an inning. Got up to round 99, Kevin. I mean, it came in with a big lead, uh, maybe probably threw more pitches than you'd like to see, but the one thing I saw was this, this, this curve that everybody was talking about. We saw that tonight, and it looked pretty good. It looked pretty effective. John, you want to talk about Nate Pearson?
1: Yeah, hey, guys. Love the show. Um, nice to see Nate back up in the big leagues. Um, he looked confident. Great stuff. i um, are just wondering what you guys would think about him maybe being stretched out as a starter. It's clearly not needed since how well the starters have been doing, especially lately, um, or his his career just going to be strictly bullpen. All right, thanks, All right. guys. Have a great night.
0: Yeah, listen, I, I appreciate the question. It's got to be, it, John, thanks for the call. It's got to be strictly bullpen now. I, I mean, you've waited for this guy to be able to contribute in the major leagues in some fashion uh, if he takes this and runs with it. And and you made the point. It's pretty clear the Blue Jays want him to the win. They, they don't want to send him down again. They want him to pitch so well that he forces their hand, and they have to turf somebody else out of this bullpen. Right, th- yes. th- you, you, you can't put it any any, any other way. I, well, I wonder about the slider and the curveball. Like, that, that's the
1: two things. I, we sort of know them consistently now because of the mechanical changes and he's got a little confidence, he's going to sit somewhere in that 97 to 99 range. And occasionally when he's fired up and everything's finishing the way it's supposed to, it'll touch three digits. It's the breaking balls, right? It's the slider and the curveball. Is it good enough to get a really good hitter out in a really big spot? That's sort of what we haven't really seen, and I'm intrigued to see it. I know Danny, after he hit the battery, tried to spin one to get the finish a little bit better, which is exactly what a catch is supposed to do. That's what I said. Danny's growing so much right before our eyes that it's just its amazing, right? It's, it's like he is the guru when everybody's struggling. Here comes Big Bad Danny. He's going to fix everybody. That's what I'm going to be looking for. How good will the slider be? How good will the curveball be? If you can figure out those two things, maybe the eliminator and the unpredictability of one of them, added to the elevated 98, and then maybe locating away with 98, now you're cooking, I think. And I think that's what they're expecting, and hopefully they see that.
0: Yeah, that uh, that at-bat with Andrew, Andrew Benintendi, his last at-bat, Nate Pearson's last at-bat, uh, throws him a 99, let's call it 100, 99.6. We'll make it 100 because it sounds sexier. Throws him 100 miles an hour, he fouls off of the 0-2 pitch, gets him with looking at a called strike with an 82-mile-an-hour curve. Listen, I, I just think I'm a – I understand that everybody's experimenting with everything these days and, and and the sweeper and yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. I just love to see Nate Pearson stick with the fastball-curve combination and just see where it takes him.
1: Yeah, I don't think – well, again, is, I, curveball I really w- no- is, is it good enough to throw to a left-handed batter? That's the thing, right? Is it Can he throw just that to a righty and a lefty? I'm not real sure. I think that's why he might need both of them. He likes to grip it and rip it. Grip it and rip it's better to do with a slider than it is a curveball. Curveball's a little bit more of a pitch. He's trying to throw that 81 instead of 84, 85. That's the difference, right? Can he control it? Can it be unpredictable? Can it be a quality pitch? We haven't really seen that. That'll be intriguing to see, but I'm with you. They're begging for him to take a job. Like, they don't really have anybody that can consistently at his size throw close to 100. If he can do that and locate somewhat, he's a pretty decent Guy for a sixth and seventh inning spot, right? You're you're getting that pocket that they always talk about.
0: We do have to give a shout out to Kevin Kiermeyer today, as well. I mean, it kind of gets lost in all this, but that triple to center field was obviously scored two runs. It was a big play in this game. Uh, you, you know, it's always great to have that on runs. Just makes the manager's job that much easier, and 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 takes you know even more of the pressure off him. A couple of things about it. One, I love triples. I'm sorry. I love triples. Triples are great. And secondly, shout out to Kevin Kiermaier for tossing his gloves to the kid in the uh, in the first row, the sliding gloves. Because Siddle was right. I mean, you slide head first into third base, th- those gloves are done. I mean, those those gloves are all bleh. <laughs> After that. Mm. So anyhow, shout out to Kiermaier and great work by the uh, Sportsnet TV crew. No, seriously, man. Great. They they caught a picture of the kid <laughs> wide-eyed, caught the gloves, ended up kissing the gloves. I mean, it was great. Uh, it was just no, really no. well done.
1: No, no. I, I just remember the first time I tried to slide ahead first, if I almost ripped my chin off. I never did it again. That's the only thing. When you were talking, the only thing I remember is that the AAA once tried to slide ahead first because it's cool, right? You get the front of your jersey dirty. Look at me. It's so cool. Instead of your fanny, you don't get the strawberry that you normally get, right, when you slide. I tried it one time. I almost ripped my chin off. Never did it again. They made fun of me for like two weeks.
0: That's the only thing I remember. I do want to talk about one thing with the White, white Sox, Kevin, before, before we wrap this up. What the hell's happening to them? What the hell's going on in their outfield? That's a tremendous question. Like that, uh, is, uh, that is is – I'll tell you, that. I mean, that's amateur hour out there. I mean, Absolutely. that really is. That, that is absolute amateur hour the, out
1: if there. If I'm the manager and I'm, I'm the president running that team or the GM, I'm chapped. I mean, if you're going to lose, act, act like you know what you're doing. Anyway, in the outfield, I'm with you. And they're over there laughing about it with the iPad. Look where I'm at. Look where you're at. Don't run over here. Look, that's, that's high school stuff. Figure it out. Like, I know it's just about catching the baseball and it's results-oriented. But, man, you got to look the part. Look like you've caught a fly ball before. So, yeah, I'm with you. I have no idea. I think if they knew, they'd be fixing it. They don't know either. The White Sox are not very good, Jeff.
0: Yeah, no, it is a uh, – man, when you th- when you think of, of what people were thinking about that team a couple of years ago. And this year. Uh, this year you well, thought they'd have a turnaround. Year, yeah. eh, no, not a, bit, not well, a turnaround. Better man, than I figured... seven and 16 well, yeah, I figured having a legit manager this year and and having having Tony Larusa put out the pasture would, you know, would 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 make a difference. But how many clearly, times I've been the, telling clear, you this?
1: A manager yeah, as good as his
0: players. Yeah, the, the rot I've in that org, the rot in that organization's deep, man. It starts in the owners' suite, and, and it, must. it goes all the way down. And as yeah. you know, we had J- John Paul Morosi on on our show earlier today. I mean, I'm looking at that team right now. Uh, you know, I, they, they do. They do have some intriguing players. Unfortunately, Benintendi. two of them are hurt. Oof. They've got some intriguing players, but if I'm at the if I'm the White Sox, I'm at the trade deadline, and I've you know as hopeless as they look in a really bad division, they've got to look at they've got to look at moving some guys out of there. They really do. They absolutely don't think have to look at moving uh, some guys uh, who,
1: out of there. Who would you want? Who would you want other than Ben Attendee? Who would a good team want other than that guy?
0: I, I wouldn't want anybody
1: else. You know, who would you? You wouldn't want Roberts. I mean, they say he's five two. I haven't seen it. Jimenez, maybe uh, Vaughn. I think he's the one intriguing yeah, guy that I, you
0: might talk about. I, I like I like Vaughn. I mean, obviously Moncada, uh, Anderson, but I mean Anderson is the, the guy. Don't he'd play probably, enough. The guy hang on to. No, I do like some of their pitching. Uh, I love
1: Ben and Tendi. Ben and Tendi would look tremendous. I'm talking tremendous hitting second for your Toronto Blue Jays and Bobuchette hitting cleanup. Boy, that would look tremendous.
0: Yeah, but uh it ain't happening, but it would no. look nice. That is a uh that's a contractual situation there. But uh at at this point at this point in time. Yeah, I, ju- I just find it. I mean I was at the winter meetings when they made the deal when they uh traded Chris Sale to the Boston Red Sox. And we all, and, and, and Rick Hahn, the general manager at the time, everybody thought he just did he did a great job. The players he got, the players he got from the uh, from, from, from the Red Sox, and also they made a deal with the White Sox. I believe was it Adam Duvall? I'm, no, not with the White Sox, with the Washington Nationals as well. Uh, at, at those winter meetings, and they looked like they really had it going on. They looked like they just had that sort of assembly line thing happening. But man, it has uh, gone south. So you say Kikuchi. Starts tomorrow for the Blue Jays as they go for the sweep. Uh, What are you going to be looking for early from Mr. Kikuchi that lets you know that uh, we're going to see another good start from Blue Jays starter? The baton is going to be passed.
1: uh, Yeah, I think be decent located with the fastball. I mean, he throws hard enough. You don't have to have pinpoint command with that thing. Just be decent with it, outer third, inner third. Don't have to attack the corners. You know, his fastball is good enough. He's left-handed. Don't be so married to the cutter. Right? I think that's sort of his little security blanket when he's married to it he throws it down the middle it's 90 that's bP hitting right even for the white sox if he can continue to have the velocity that he's had all season and all spring training carry that over be decently located with that thing he'll be just fine they're gonna score a bunch of runs tomorrow too so they'll be just fine
0: there you go seven nothing the blue Jays beating the Chicago white sox been a long time since we've had a game not a Jose Barrios starts sort of that low maintenance, that low stress. Everything falling into place for the Blue Jays. Let's see if they can sweep this series tomorrow against the Chicago White Sox. Again, it is a 107 first pitch, seven nothing tonight. The Jays put in the boots to the Chicago White Sox. Thank you for listening to Blue Jays Baseball. Brought to you by Crown Rust Protection. Marvel Studios' Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is coming to theaters May 5th. To celebrate, Crown Canada's number one rust protection is offering a special spring promotion inspired by the movie. Visit crown.com for details and see Marvel Studios' Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, only in theaters, May 5th. For all of us here at Blue Jays Talk, good night from Tarana.